It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast here on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy, who is from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web, and I'm sure there's a lot of very happy Giant fans after one of the Giants' better efforts in the last bunch of years on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers, which was, you know, known around the league as they were one of the better teams, if not one of the, you know, the best teams in football. And the Giants just went there, Eric. And I, I tell you, from the opening kickoff, the Giants had a command in that game, and 26-3 to is really kind to put it because I think the game was much more lopsided than the score. Yeah, it certainly was a satisfying win, especially with, uh, you know, the 49ers chirping, not just before this game, but in the off season about you know the the rings belong to us and and Harbaugh um, whether or not you think he's a good coach or not he he does have a way of um, saying the wrong things to the opposition in terms of getting them fired up. So I, I'm not a big fan of his um, in terms of his his blame game. You know he, he still blame you know he still complained about a lot of things that happened in that championship game. So you know they go in there. And they win a game that no one gave them much of a chance at all to win, um, and they won it pretty handily. I, I do think it was a little bit touch and go in the first quarter, as the the um, the Forty Niners did drive had two very good drives, but I had to settle for a total of three points off both of those. But after that, um, when Prince Mukamara got the interception, the Giants came back with two drives of their own to put ten points up on the board, and then. Um, that that second half kickoff by by David Wilson really sparked the team and got him another touchdown. And at that point, when you get the 49ers, and this is the this is the book on them. We'll have to see if this is true for the remainder of the season. But the book on them is if you can get get ahead of them by a couple of scores, um, Alex Smith can't come back on you. And he pretty much, at least in this game, showed that because those two interceptions um, right after that you know, put another six on the board for the Giants. And at that point, the game was pretty much over. And I want to talk about the defense because anytime you hold Frank Gore to 36 yards and what, you know, what the 49ers were all about coming into the game was this great defense and you couldn't run against them. And, of course, the Giants had 116 yards from Ahmad Bradshaw and a really tough performance in the second half. But let's go back to the defense and, you know, stopping Frank Gore and Alex Smith just, you know, I don't want to blame anything on injury. We heard all week that he might have an injured finger. He just didn't really look uh, good at all, and it just looked like the Giants were having their way with the San Francisco offensive linemen, and it just looked like nothing was working for them. When they tried to run the option, the Giants just had an answer for that. And it really reminded me of earlier this season when they played the Carolina Panthers when all we heard about all week was how great you know Cam Newton was and what he was going to do to the Giants and his talents we kind of heard that about the 49ers and what they brought to the table. And I think Perry Fuel and the whole Giants defense really deserve a lot of credit. Yeah, well, the big worry going into this game was this, was Rocky Bernard was out. So you had Linville Joseph inside, but then you had um, you know Marcus Kuhn, the, 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 the rookie guy, um, Marvin, um, or Marvin Austin, who's really not, still hasn't rounded into form because of the injuries he had in the preseason, and he's been off for a couple of years with football. Um, 
So it was interesting to see that during the game they played a number of the defensive ends inside. Not always the great effect. I saw one time where um, Jason Pierre-Paul was in there, and he just got clobbered. I mean, I've never seen anybody ragdoll him like the, the, the left guard did on the on the um, 49ers. But they, they, you know, they, they, they switched some things up. And it's a very interesting game to watch defensively for the Giants because early on in the game, early in the, you saw guys like Spencer Paysinger in the game. You saw Adri- um, Adrian Tracy in the game at linebacker. They played um, Matthias Kiwanuka on the defensive line, which they haven't done in recent, a lot, lot of recently. And they really sort of um, put a lot of personnel combinations on the field, and they did it early. It wasn't one of these things like they, it came in garbage time. So there was a lot of people coming in and a lot of people coming out of the game. And, and I was getting worried after that first quarter, again, because it did look like they were able to run the football. Um, but they they, they – stopped that and then once they started getting getting the lead the 49ers I think got away from that a little bit too and you know it snowballed on them with the interception so the big thing you know ever coming into this game was man Rocky Bernard's out we don't have Chris Canny they're just going to run 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 and and when you looked at the final stats they 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 really you know did a number on a on an offense that was averaging 200 yards rushing they held them I think a total of 80 yards and I think the running backs themselves were around 60 yards. The rest of it was the quarterback. Yeah, and another guy you heard about was Vernon Davis and how are the Giants going to cover him. And you figured one of the young linebackers was, was probably going to stay on him during the game. And he makes a big catch earlier in the game. And you really never heard from him again. And you knew that Mario Manningham would want to have a big game against his former team. And 72 yards is not bad. And, and Randy Moss had that one big play. But, again, I really wasn't impressed at all with Alex Smith. Now, I know that he's had his big games in the last couple of years. Everybody's going to remember the playoff game against the Saints, but I really didn't see anything from Alex Smith that would make me think that he can get this team to another level, you know, in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl because he just doesn't look like he possesses the talent to get the ball downfield and, and, and just, you know, he came up short on a lot of passes. And you look on the other side of the ball and you see Eli Manning, who just comes out with this weird confidence in him where every Giant fan, I think everybody on the team, kind of knows that Eli just possesses this special quality that a lot of quarterbacks don't have. And I think you really saw a great sign of it the other day when you have a really good team like the 49ers being led by Alex Smith and a really good team like the Giants being led by Eli Manning. And I think that's the difference when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And, and, and it's just so wonderful to have Eli as a quarterback because you know you're in every game. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's the key. And I, and I, you know, me and the listeners out there, you know that I'm a big Eli supporter. But I, I, I made the argument this uh, week with a with a few people that I, I really think Eli. You can make the case right now that Eli's is the best quarterback in football right now. I, I because it's not just that he's consistently game in game out playing well. It's it's the comebacks. It's 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 the way he's he's the MVP of this team. And and I just think. He, if I had to pick a quarterback in a game and in a season right now, he's the guy. You know, Tom Brady's still good. Aaron Rodgers is still good. But man, I think Eli's. I think we're very fortunate to have him. And I think that is the key. Now, I won't completely write off the 49ers. You know, we we there's a good chance the Giants could see them again at some point still. And they have a very very good defense. The thing that was strange about this game was this too is the Giants were able to run the football on these guys. Now, they didn't do it in the first half, but they, 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 they didn't give up on it. They they kept plugging 
and by the second half they 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 you know rushed for the majority of the hundred and some odd impressive runs too yeah impressive impressive runs yeah and that that, I tell you that my favorite drive of the game it wasn't even the scoring drive it was the fourth quarter drive where they did nothing but run the football, and they took seven minutes off the clock. I take that back because they did it out of field goal at the end of that, but it was a seven-minute drive for a field goal that they went up 26-3, to and it was 10 yards a clip on that drive until they got into the red zone, and it was, it was Bradshaw and it was Wilson, and I just don't see teams running on the 49ers like that. I mean, that, to me, that was my favorite drive of the game, and – and it wasn't just one run here and one run there. It was, it was you know, you know, dink, dink, dink all the way down the field, and that was fantastic. And the great thing about that is hopefully the Giants now, after they were told all week that they can't run on the 49ers, and when you're told that you can't do something about against one of the, the, the best team in the league against the run, and you do something like that, I hope it just gives the Giants the idea, hey, we pretty much could do what we want in this league. If we go yeah. out there and collectively play a good game now, Given the offense should have poked the ball in the end zone a couple of more times, and I still want to give a little bit more, you know, a little credit to the San Francisco defense because they kept Eli out of the end zone when he kept getting some good spots on the ball, yep. and we had to settle for field goals. Yep. That was and, negative. Yeah, and it yep. was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty frustrating because you knew any time from that, from the and the Giants came out with a great second half uh, drive to open the game to open the second half, and in that second half you just knew that instead of kicking a field goal, if one of those was punched in for a touchdown, you know the game is over there. But then again, it's the Giants, and you kind of know that they're going to keep things interesting probably for three quarters. But <laughs> they really didn't give anybody any real reason to panic in that game. And that's kind of how I felt. It's really not the type of game that I expected. Going into, I thought it was going to be very tight, and it really was, I think, the most lopsided performance I've seen the Giants uh, do in, in, in the past couple of years, and it was just very impressive. And just to give Eli even more credit, you know, one thing we keep saying about him every week, and we saw it again on how he just elevates all the players around him, you're hearing more and more about injuries around the league and how it's going to affect teams. And, you know, you hear on the other side of town, you hear the Jets saying, well, how can Mark Sanchez be his best when he's losing receivers every week? Well, Eli goes into a game – with different offensive players, it looks like every week, yeah. and it just looks like he makes the most of. Okay, so this week my, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna use Dominic Hickson more. This week we're gonna use Ramsey's Bard more. This week, you know, we haven't even heard from Martellus Bennett in the last couple of weeks, and now yeah. David Wilson. It looks like he's gonna be integrated more in the offense because he just has that special yeah. talent where he could just break free. And it's just even more impressive what the Giants were able to do. Yeah, because what they're doing, and, and you hit the nail on the head, they're 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 losing guys. Been getting they're nothing. They're not serious injuries, but they're losing guys. Like even take Andre Brown. Man, Andre Brown looks great, but then they lose him for a couple games with a concussion. But so, but he's out of out of out of there. Or it's been a revolving doors with with the wide receivers, as you mentioned, and. Again, you think the, the the continuity isn't there, and that would lead to issues, and it hasn't. It makes you wonder that you know as Nick's rounds back. Hopefully, I don't think he'll ever be 100 percent this year, but he gets back to close to 80, 90 percent, and he's he had a better week of practice this week. As he gets closer, and as Martellus Bennett, you know, he had that knee issue against the Browns, and he he's been playing, but I think that's probably. You know, a factor. Of course, they want this blocking against the uh, 49ers. I'm sure they had him blocking a lot more. Um, but as he gets back to um, that knee gets healthier, and they have the full complement of weapons, it makes you wonder what is this offense still capable of? Because they are putting up, you know, they a couple of 40 plus games already. They put 26 up on the on the 49ers. 
which is a lot for against them. And you, you think that this they've only scratched the surface and what they might be capable of doing offensively with the running backs, with the tight ends, with with the wide receivers if they get every back health, everybody back healthy. And the nice thing right now is they don't have many serious injuries, knock on wood, right now. Um, and they seem to be getting some guys back. So it seems like they're getting healthier a little bit as they get get into the season, and they haven't hit their bye week yet. So, you know, this could be um, trending in the right direction for them, too, in terms of the injury situation. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the guys that are coming back this week for the Redskins game because it's one of those dreaded 1 o'clock games that, Giant, you know, that the Giants just don't seem to wake up until the second half <laughs> against a team that's, you know, a little, uh, you know, not as good as the 49ers because you just had that confidence. When they were going to go play the 49ers, you always knew the Giants were always on their game in tough challenges on the road, and we'll see how they respond this week. And we're going to come right back. We're going to talk about RG3 and Shanahan and everybody else with the Washington Redskins when we come right back with the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. This is Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back to Big Blue Breakdown Podcast on YesNetwork.com, and I'm with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web, and Giant fans this week are going to be very interested in RG3 because that's all we heard during the offseason was how the Redskins were so excited to have a quarterback now, an exciting quarterback like RG3, and we saw him rip off a 74-yard run last week, and you have to think that Perry Fuel, you know, did a marvelous game plan against Cam Newton, who's a similar running-type quarterback, and let's just hope the Giants have something for RG3. Yeah, you know, this guy's the real deal. Um, I'm down in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, so I've seen him. And unfortunately, you know, I was hoping maybe this guy's not going to end up being in. You know, anything can still happen, but I've seen quite a few of his games already. And he's not just a runner. He can throw the football. And, and when I was when researching this game, to write my game preview, I was astounded to see that he's completing 70% of his passes. Now, a lot of these are shorter passes, but he's got the arm to go deep, and he's fairly accurate with the deep ball, too. So, But to complete 70% of your passes through six games in the NFL in your rookie season, that, that that's astounding. And you throw in the um, the running ability that he has, and this is, uh, this is a guy that's going to be a thorn, I think, in a lot of teams in the NFC East for a long time. Now, the downside with him is this. He's not the biggest guy in the world. And he's already got taken some really big hits. And, you know, everyone's thinking about the one he took against Atlanta, but he's taken some other hits there. And if you're going to run the football in this league, you're going to get hit. And the Giants are going to have to, you know, be very disciplined, make sure that, you know, the sacks aren't going to what matters this week. It's going to be the stay in their lanes, um, play good gap football in terms of the, 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 the running game. And 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 make sure he doesn't scramble around, and get outside, and, and do some damage like he you saw him do against the Vikings. Um, but make sure that doesn't hurt you. you know, that improvisation hurt you down down the field. Now I know this week that uh, you know Ahmad Bradshaw missed some practices due to another foot injury, and it looks like they're going to get Chris Canty back, which I think will really help. Because we spoke about it before, how you're going to get some fresh players back, and when you yeah. rotate a defensive line, especially against a running quarterback like RG3, it's always nice 
to get a breather and to rotate some guys in there, and I think that's going to help. And also, you know, Andre Brown, I don't think the Giants would be hesitant at all if Ahmad Bradshaw could not play. With Andre Brown there, I don't think it would miss a beat. And, and sure, sure, Ahmad Bradshaw has been running tough for the last couple of weeks, but I, I think the Giants feel very confident a uh, mix of Andre Brown and David Wilson could pretty much take care of the running game. Yeah, I think so. I, I, and I think, you know, we, you kind of out of sight, out of mind. People might have forgotten that how well Andre Brown was actually running, but they, you're exactly right. If there is an issue there, it's nice to have. And then, then Wilson is coming on a little bit. Um, and on the flip side, too, one thing that I think fans need to watch out for in this game, too, on, on the defensive side, because we're talking about Griffin, is that the Redskins have another rookie who's really, really impressive. It's their running back, Alfred Morris. And, that, and a lot of people don't know about this guy yet. And he is not, he's not a tall guy. He's like 5'9", he's about 218. And he is just, look, he's very, very impressive. He's a strong um, cutback runner, and he, he's a load to bring down. And I actually think he's the key to this game. I think everyone's going to be focusing on, on um, as OCU Manure is calling now, Sir Robert Griffin, because he, he used to call him Bob. But, you know, and, 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 and Griffin does deserve that attention. But if I'm going into this game, what you want to do is you want to make the Redskins completely one-dimensional. They, they, are, they are third, or I'm sorry, I think they're second. They're second or third right now in the NFL in rushing. Um, and it, part of that's a lot of that's Griffin, but a lot of it's just Alfred Morris, and he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry. He's really good. That offensive line is playing better than than expected. So if you take Morris out of the game, if you take the running back out of the game, and and put and force Griffin to do all the damage, I think the Giants will be much better off. So in this game, I think it's you got to stop the running game in the, in this game. Yeah, and I think the Giants really have to establish a running game themselves, and it looked like, you know, Hakeem Nix, you kind of saw last week, maybe even the Giants played him more of a decoy, although he did have a couple of nice catches. The Giants kind of left him in there, and they threw to Victor Cruz, and they threw to to Hickson, and and maybe this week they'll mix in Martellus Bennett a little more, so it's got to be encouraging that at least you know now that Nix is going to play, and we mentioned before Andre Brown, and I just want to get back to David Wilson. Sure. Because isn't me, Eric, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, <laughs> I'm 41 years old, and I've just never seen speed like that when it comes to running back, and I'm biased Giants fan, so I love my Giants, and I always think it's Giants against the world, but forget about Giants running backs. I just see the speed that this guy possesses in the open field and the way he could just turn it on. This is a really dangerous player that the Giants have as one of their options now on offense, and Sure, the fumbling was was something that had they had to worry about because it came so early in the season. But you kind of saw at the end of the game against San Francisco, you know, Ahmad Bradshaw's taking it tough up the middle. But David Wilson maybe some makes it look easy when he gets in the open field, and and the way he took off, you know, a couple weeks ago against the Browns and the the talent that he possesses, even on kickoffs. When's yeah. the last time we had a guy like this returning kicks on the Giants? really made it exciting where you thought he could just take it to the house every time he touches the ball. Yeah, I don't think any Giants fan um, goes to the concession stand now or, or the refrigerator when the kickoff is, is occurring now. Dominic kicks and has had some good returns, but it seems like with, with Wilson, it's, it seems like he's going to have at least one good one a game. And, yeah, he's – I can't recall any running back as fast as him. Um, the key with him, I, you know, you're going to start seeing him more and more. Again, it's – it's going to be, do they trust him? And we've said the same thing for, for weeks now. Do they trust him with Eli back there when there's a blitz on? Now, I think, you know, is 
much of an impact he will have this year. I think the best for him is going to be really next year. Um, that doesn't mean he's not going to make huge plays and maybe even win games for the Giants this year. But, you know, Bradshaw's feet are an issue and, and are going to be an issue. And I think, you know, you're when you, at some point in 2013, you're going to be, you know, he's going to be the man back there. And they'll always have a rotation back there. And Wilson's not a huge guy. But I think the, the thing that was nice about the, um, the, run, the, um, the runs in the last game, it was against a physical defense. And what I liked with Wilson in this game, it was he had a couple of inside runs. They were, you know, they only picked up only, um, which is, is good against the 49ers, but, they, you know, eight or nine yards. Um, but it was up the middle. He took a good hit on them. And that's the kind of thing that you want. You don't want a guy that's just limited to being an outside runner. And he looks like he's more than that. So that was that was a good sign, I think, for his development. And I think you, you can tell that they trust him more and more each time. And I still get the sense that they're almost kind of saving him, you know, for the right game, the right opponent, you know, situational football. I think they're going to surprise some teams down the stretch here doing some things with him as well. Second half of the season, he could be deadly. He could really be deadly. And and even the way they're using him now, I mean, even if they have a close lead in a game, if you use him more in the fourth quarter, kind of like what they did four years ago in that Super Bowl run with Jacobs and Ward and Bradshaw, it's just one of those things where you can rotate some fresh legs in there and what was a real physical game against the 49ers. You know, even even Ahmad Bradshaw ran tough in that fourth quarter, but David Wilson could provide some excitement for yeah. Giant fans. And it's weird to say that I'm a Giant fan and I'll be curious to see how they react to playing a home game against against an, uh, an NFC East opponent, a home game at 1 o'clock, because I was much more confident with them going on the road against a team <laughs> like the 49ers than I am. Now, I think the Giants are going to win the game and I think the Giants are a better team and... I'm just concerned that they don't they don't start this till the second half to start really playing, and I'm hoping that this is one of those teams that if they do give up a lead, this is not the the Cleveland Browns, you know. If they do give up a quick 14 point lead, it may be a little tougher coming back in the game. So it should be interesting, you know. The Giants always are with home games, and it just showed you last week the talent that the Giants do possess, and really they could hold the cards in the NFC if they really play their best ball. So we'll see, Eric. Yeah, and the thing is, is, again, I think every Giant fan kind of kind of feels this: is all right. We've been in this position before. You just you look great against the you know supposedly the best in the NFL. Let's not follow up with a clunker now against the team that you should beat. You know, and that this has been sort of their mo the last few years. They play up or play down to their level of competition, and. This is a huge game, as is the game the following week. They're 0-2 in the division. I think these next two games may be the most important two games they might have to play this year in terms of they've got to even up that division record. Um, And, you know, one last thing I'd like to throw out there, too, uh, two guys that we haven't talked a lot about that I think um, are kind of going unnoticed is um, Will Beattie at left tackle, I think, you know, there was all these issues with him, worries about him being injured throughout the whole preseason, and he, he had uh, those back issues. And he's really helped solidify the, the entire offensive line. He's playing very well at left tackle. And Dominique Hickson it keeps making huge catches, it seems like, every week now um, in, in games where there, there are circus catches. And, and it's you know, when, when Knicks comes back fully to have him with Cruz – and Bennett, uh, you know that that's just going to be very, very difficult with the running game too. That's just going to be very, very difficult. And and I agree with you that they, they'll have to be maintained balanced in this game. But the Redskins are tougher against the run. They're dreadful against the pass so far this year. They're dead last against the pass. 
and this is a game I hope the Giants run the ball, but, man, I, I'd, be, I'd be tempted to come out throwing the football to start this and get up on the Redskins. And like you said, I don't want to get down 14 nothing. Let's get up on them 14 nothing. get the running game out of it and start pounding Griffin. We'll see because the division kind of fell into place for the Giants last week with the yes, Eagles and the Cowboys losing, so this is a great opportunity to get a leg up in the division. We'll see how the Giants respond. Fans, keep coming back to YesNetwork.com and BigBlueInteractive.com for all of your Giants and football needs. For Eric Kennedy, this is Joe Callis saying, until next week, stay true, stay blue.